0: Around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life changing message of Jesus.
1: You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize.
0: Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are delighted to have you with us. We've prayed for you, we're believing God with you that those that hear this particular podcast will hear from God, they'll receive insight, inspiration, (laughs) comfort, whatever you need for your life. And we're so delighted and honored to be able to talk to you about these good things from the Word of God, talk to you about where we're going and what we're doing, and then invite you to pray and partner with us and just rejoice with us that we're all together doing a work for God in these very days that we live in. The 21st century, we have a job to do. We live in a generation that's got to hear the Word of God. And as I've heard in my lifetime, uh, so many great, wonderful, Uh, marvelous, legendary men of God have said it is incumbent upon every generation to evangelize itself. So we are those on whom the end of the age has come. And darling, we've got all this good news to share with them, don't we?
1: Well, yeah, a book full. 66 (laughs) books, in fact. That's right. Marvelous. Old Testament knew that that Jesus said is the truth. He said, Father, John 17, he said, Father, thy word is truth. You know, Renee, I I can't tell you how that phrase, how that statement Jesus made set me free and helped me so much when I was a teenager. That's right. When I was a teenager, I figured out Jesus said, Father, thy word word is truth. truth. Not just truth. It's absolute truth. Right. You know, a lot of people say, well, uh, just like Brother Terry says, uh, God's word is true. No, no, no. I've never in my life said God's word is true. Jesus said, Father, Thy word is truth. Right. You know, there's a vast difference between truth and true.
0: Right.
1: You know, the it may be true that the doctor's giving you a bad report or a bad diagnosis or bad prognosis. It may that's be right. that oh, may, that true. may be a fact. <laughs> it may be true you've received an ultimatum or declaration right. from a family member or an employer or, or a government. I mean, it may be true. The devil's picking on you. Those all my things may be true, and they may be a fact, but you can go into the truth, into the Word of God, into the Bible. Yeah. the 66 books in the Bible, and you can find the truth about what's being said or what's Absolutely. being told to you or what's happening to you. You can find the truth, and then you can take that truth and slam it up against that thing that's, that's just right. true. That's right. It's just a fact and change it to where it's not true anymore. And it's not a fact anymore (laughs) because truth is the only thing that trumps truth. And truth is the only thing that changes fact. So thank God for... This book of truth.
0: Amen, amen. I think Terry, I was already had gone through, worked my way hard through fifteen-hour semesters for three solid years, working forty hours a week. One year for HEB, another year cleaning house, another H-E-B's year is a grocery store, a grocery chain store in Texas. in Texas, and then another year working in a jewelry store working 40 hours a week, traveling for the school on the weekend, and then taking 15-hour semesters to learn the Bible. And, and I was already graduated out of Bible school, married, and had uh, at least two one one baby before I, I realized when reading John 17, 17 that, that the word true there, truth, was capitalized. Yeah, absolutely. And then it that it meant capital T R U T H the truth.
1: The truth.
0: The truth, not just <laughs> a truth, not just something is true but that God's word was truth. And then I, I found out from others, wonderful men and women of God teaching that as I read into the, the book of Proverbs again, that every time in the Bible that you begin to see words like the commandments, the ways, the precepts, the laws, the, statues, the will, yeah. the will of God. Sure was always going to be the truth always in the, the truth. Word of God. Everything God and, talks
1: about is going to be His Word.
0: And just like you Everything said... Everything the Holy
1: Ghost does is the Bible. Is the Holy the Bible. Ghost only does the Bible. Yeah, and the only, Holy Ghost only believes in the Bible.
0: Yeah, and He only shows up when you're preaching the Bible, reading yeah, the Bible, absolute, believing and confessing the Bible. You know, we're living
1: in America today, Renee, where we don't people don't believe in absolute truth anymore. That's but so this missionary sad. still believes in absolute truth. If God said it... It is so. If God said it, you can take it that's to right. the bank. If you that's can, right. I, I realized when I was a teenager. If I can find it in the Bible, no,
0: really. I can make it happen. If no, I can find right. it
1: in the Bible, I can take it to the bank. If I can find it in the Bible, I can make it happen for me. That Thank really. God for the truth. And you know, Jesus said in John Amen. chapter eight, He said. Uh, the truth will make you free. Right. And you know, I think uh, pe- people have latched onto that scripture. I mean, sinners have latched onto that scripture. Hollywood has latched onto that scripture. And anytime you see a movie or a show or an episode uh, about police departments or detectives or police or whatever, you know, prison, uh, whatever it is, you always hear some cops say, now they say to the bad guy, they say, you know, you need to tell the truth because the truth sets you free. Or you'll hear some guy in prison say, well, I told the truth and didn't set me free. Well, that's not what Jesus was talking about. He wasn't talking about tell the truth.
0: No, that's right.
1: Tell a statement of fact. He was talking about the Bible because what he said was in John 8, he said, if, there's a condition, if you Mm -hmm. continue in Mm -hmm. my word, he told his disciples, if you guys will continue in my word, then, then you'll be my. Then you'll know the truth. Then you'll be my disciples indeed. And then you shall know the truth or the word, right. and the truth shall set you free. The word will set you free if you'll continue in that word. Then you'll be my disciples indeed. Then you'll know the truth, and that truth, that word will set you free that's what he was talking about he wasn't talking about tell the truth he was talking about the word of god being truth truth. the truth and if you'll get in that truth in god's word that's right that truth that word will set you free
0: i want to encourage all of you that that you know as Terry's talking about this that there are two places in the word of god that will really help you emphasize this and get hold of it And that is, if you'll read out loud, it may take you a week to do it because it's 176 verses in Psalm 119.
1: The only psalm in the Bible.
0: And 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 it's good stuff. Oh, my goodness gracious. That one chapter alone, if you'll just sit in your house and read portions of it, 10 or 12 verses at a time uh, for a week. it's
1: actually broken up into sections. It is sections. A a section at a time of those 176 verses. That's
0: right. And there's like 10 or 12 verses in each one of them. And if you'll begin to read that and begin to realize that it uses all these different words to describe the Word of God, the truth, just like Terry's exhorting you here today. It says the testimonies of the Lord. (laughs) It talks about, you know, the the commandments of God, the statutes of God, Absolutely. that that we are to obey and walk and respect these things. That these things are the are the precepts that we meditate upon. Well, every
1: one of those words: statutes, commandments, mm-hmm. precepts, uh, ordinances. All ordinances. those mean the word. They mean every the word one of, them of God. Mean the Bible. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible.
0: And I promise you, you know, if I've you always were... said that
1: little children's song is my very favorite song on the planet. That that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Isn't that powerful?
0: It is. The
1: Bible tells me, the Bible, how do I know God loves me? The Bible tells me so. (laughs) Billy
0: Graham's
1: Graham's famous statement he made in thousands upon thousands and thousands of sermons is he said over and over and over, he'd say, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible, thing. you know, we need to get back, Renee, to the Bible says.
0: No, that's exactly right, and I, I, I just want to tell the folks today that if you'll take Psalm the, th- these two things, I'll tell you that'll help you. If you'll take Psalm one nineteen, break it down to where you read it out loud, that's some good. portion of it every day, you will begin to see the power and the broadness. And the all-encompassing truth of the Word of God like you never have before. And if you've had trouble sitting down and focusing or reading or having a hunger for the Word of God, if you will begin to confess out loud as you read this and preach it to yourself, what Psalm 119 says, it will change your life. It'll take you to another place in God. It'll help you grow and step up another rung on the ladder. And I promise you, the work of of the Holy Ghost will take hold as you begin to read this, and it'll begin to help you have a much broader perspective and understanding, insight, revelation to what God meant when He's talking to you in Psalm 119. <laughs> about the Word of God. And then... If you'll go over to the book of Proverbs and begin to read a chapter corresponding to the date every single day and read it out loud, you'll begin to see how very, very, very important the Word of God is to you in dealing with, praying for, living around people. And as you begin to take that and begin to do Psalm 119 in a chapter in Proverbs, then you can go and walk through the Gospels with the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you can begin to... Study some of those things that the Apostle Paul preached. I promise you, there will be such a broader opening understanding in your own soul that you've not had before. Terry, I've seen it happen over and over and over over before in my my life personally and with others.
1: You begin to establish covenant principles. Yes, hallelujah. Because that book is a covenant. The old covenant, the new covenant, it's a covenant of God, uh, a covenant of blood Right. That you begin to establish covenant principles. And when you, when you start obeying covenant principles, you start receiving covenant promises. That's, a, that's absolutely right. <laughs> but on the yeah. reverse of that, when you violate covenant principles, <laughs> you cancel covenant promises. No, that's
0: right. That's, that's, that's what right.
1: this whole thing's about. It's a covenant that you have the choice of walking in the covenant and establishing covenant principles, which will bring you covenant promises. Or you can reject it and say, I, "I don't like that, I don't think that's right. I, here's what I think. Well, I think this well, I, oh my goodness. I, I think that's, that Bible's old. I think we ought to do it this., way. here's what I think. When God's never cared what you think. And so when you start that's doing right. that, you begin to cancel covenant principles. Right. And once you start canceling covenant principles or now you, you, or once you start violating covenant principles, you absolutely cancel covenant promises.
0: Well, it's, it would behoove us, and it would be to our advantage to begin to preach to our own selves out of God's promises and, and we have already exhorted you today on the fact that it is the truth. The truth. Absolute, capital T-R-U-T-H. Absolute. The truth of the Word of God, the truth of the universe, the truth for all eternity, past, present, and future is the wisdom and the power of God and that the Bible wants to talk to you every day from the power of the words written on those pages. And T.L. Osborne, you know another one of our great heroes he always had this and great my
1: dear friend
0: he had this great statement where he would say you know this that every word of god has within its dna or its power to produce what it promises when it is believed and acted upon absolutely
1: because it's alive
0: yeah it is it it's is the living the life. word and if you'll let those words get up off those pages by you reading them speaking them hearing them and then believing them you've got sense all you know three out of your five senses involved in all of that sure, you know and then your mind hears it and then you <clears throat> begin to renew your mind to the truth of the Word of God. <laughs> well, you literally you brain, inside out. yeah, you brainwash yourself absolutely. to the Word of God. You and, know, the you world begin has- you to realize
1: there's, there's no victory at bargain prices. <laughs> no,
0: that's
1: right. You know, we're trying to find a shortcut and trying to find a bargain price, trying to find no. a sale price. No, There's absolutely no victories at bargain prices and we have to get in the Word of God and say, this is what Jesus paid for. He paid it in blood. The apostles paid it in blood. That's People right. down through the history have paid it in blood. And we don't expect you to pay it in blood, but we do expect you to pay attention and to, and to, and to get your faith involved and That's to absolutely right. pick up your cross, die to yourself, follow Jesus, declare the Word, That's right. discipline yourself to the Word, That's and right. realize that faith and reason, Renee, faith and reason do not live in the same house.
0: No, they can't. You know, And it's, it's an amazing thing that the difference between a human carnal mind trying to reason something out and then reading the Word of God and actually getting wisdom, which is far superior, superior oh, to
1: just, you know, my intellect. But you know, when you make these strong statements like we're making tonight, you, you've got these, some of these little cupcakes and snowflakes today and say, that hurts my feelings. I, I don't want to do that. Well, Brother Terry, that sounds critical. I told somebody yeah. the other day, I said, well, criticism doesn't hurt you if you don't inhale. <laughs> no,
0: that's right, and fools despise correction. Well, that's know. what
1: proverbs is. And so
0: we want to just encourage you today to realize that you can brainwash yourself to the word of God. Real brainwashing of the water the of the word of, the water of God. Of the word. Yeah, the world will brain pollute you. Uh, you listen to the mainstream media news. It will pollute your brain. But if you get into the Word of God, it's amazing how you can hear something and you'll say, that's not right. That's not the truth. But that, you won't know that unless yeah, you're exposing yeah, yourself yeah, right, to the truth. Right. And I, I really, it, it's amazing to me how being raised in church and hearing truth every week actually helps you prepare well, of course, it for life of to course. know when you hear the truth or you hear a lie. And it's a, I just believe that that really what is an advantage to Christians is that we sit in church. And if you've got a, a good Bible teaching pastor, somebody that taught you the word of God, taught you about missions, taught you how to pray, taught you how to work, how to give, how to tithe, how to, how to intercede and how to uh, care for other people, it changes your perspective on the world stage. It really changes your attitude about dealing with people from all the nations of the world and how to stand here in America and believe and pray and use your faith. And you begin to take on a, a, a spiritual authority. That somebody that hasn't lived around that kind of teaching doesn't have.
1: Oh, no, no. And if you teach your kids this stuff, you teach your grandkids this stuff, then when they hear the lie, they say, oh, that's not right. That's That's not right, is it, Papa? That's not right, is it, Mimi? That's (laughs) that's not right. Because they're exposed to truth, truth. Then the lie shines bright and exposes itself.
0: Well, you know, a teacher could could try to tell your child something else that wasn't the truth, and that child would go, that's not right. My teacher said, I mean, I there were so many things that I hear people testify about all of these things that their children came home from school and said their their teacher didn't tell us the truth. She tried to tell us this or he said right, that, right. you know. And yet they knew from just being in Sunday school that it wasn't the truth.
1: No, well, that's true. And that's so it's right. it's so important you know, when I was- that no. we
0: teach the truth to our children,
1: when I was thirteen years old, I was a seventh grade a seventh grader in, in when I was thirteen, and at the end of the school year, we had final exams and in my In my science class, uh, Ms Baxter gave us our final exams and uh, and I took it and uh, when I got the the test back um, she had number one, question number one, she had it marked wrong. There's a big red X beside it. And question number one said this. It said, explain how the earth was created. Well, when I saw that question number one, explain how the earth was created, I looked at that and I said, well, that's the easiest thing I've ever done, man. And I just wrote Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. Well, when I got my paper back, Ms. Baxter had marked it wrong, red X beside it. And I was never a troublemaker in school. I wasn't a smart aleck. I wasn't a bad kid. Uh, but I'd never caused that lady any trouble ever. But I walked up to her desk, and I said, excuse me, Ms. Baxter. She said, what is it, Terry? And I said, uh, you've made a mistake on my test paper. She said, what is it? I said, you've got question number one marked wrong. And I put, it, I put my paper down on her desk. She looked at it. She said, it is wrong. Go sit down. I said, no, ma'am, it's not wrong. And she said, Terry, it's wrong. Now go sit down. I said, no, ma'am, it's not wrong, and I want you to change it. And she said, well, I'm not going to change it. It's the wrong answer. I said, no, ma'am, it's not the wrong answer. She said, it is the wrong answer. And I said, let me ask you a question. What do you think is the right answer? (laughs) And she said, well, the right answer is is Darwin's theory of evolution. I said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I said, you didn't ask for Darwin's theory of evolution. If you had asked for his theory, I could have taught, I could have explained the theory because you taught me the dumb theory, uh, but you didn't ask for the theory. You said, and I quote, explain how the earth was created. So I did. Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. She said, Terry, you need to go sit down. I said, no, ma'am. I said, I've never caused you a problem. I've never caused any problem in this class, but I'm telling you right now, you changed this answer. And if you don't change it, I'm going to my mama, I'm going to my pastor, if we have to go to the school board, if we have to go to the Supreme Court of the United States of America, I am not going to sit down. And you are going to change this because I gave you the answer to the test. You didn't ask for a theory. If you'd have asked for a theory, I'd have given you the theory. But you didn't ask for a theory. You said explain how the earth was created, and I did. And that's exactly what we're talking about. And she changed it, by the way. She took it <laughs> and changed it, and I went and sat down. But that's what we're talking about, that if you're, if you're living on the truth like I was. I was living on the Word of God. Right. Then when somebody throws a lie out there and says, oh, here's the truth. Then you immediately say, "Oh no, that's not the truth. That's no, 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 no. That's that's not even anywhere close to the truth."
0: Well, and and that's the demarcation line and and the bold answer that the church needs to give but we have to practice that at home first and you've got to renew your mind to the fact that god's word is the truth and you've got to be able to stand when others uh you know want to debate you on certain things we don't have to debate them we can just walk away and just say well i'm sorry you don't believe that but i i know the truth you know? <laughs> sure. And then the, this generation that we live in, it's amazing to me how sound minded and how secure your mind can become when you really know what the truth is. You're not, you're not, um, you know, uh, we're walking around with a chip around on your shoulder, trying to prove to everybody everything, but you absolutely know the truth.
1: No, absolutely. And
0: and that, you, you know, when Jesus said that, and I want to remind everybody again, that in studying John, 14, 15, and 16 is where Jesus is really talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and all these things that he wants us to, to give. Is that he's talking about the truth of the Word the of God? Truth of the word that of the Holy God. Spirit will come and when, he will those teach guys you. When said the truth, truth, they meant the Word. They meant the Word. Any of
1: those guys in the Bible, when they wrote the word truth, right. they were talking about the Bible, they were talking about right. the covenant, they were talking about the Word of God.
0: The truth. You will know the truth, the truth, and that truth
1: will, set you, will free.
0: set you free. Well,
1: John said when he was over ninety years old, and he wrote Third John. Uh, two. Everybody knows the scripture, right. Third John two, right. and he said, "Beloved, uh, I wish above all things you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." Then he goes on down and he said, "I have no greater joy exactly than to hear that my children walk, walk in, in the, the truth. truth." And when he was talking about the truth, what he I said, "That's just a preacher's statement. That's just a, a parent's statement. Any parent, any preacher would say, I have no greater joy.'" Than to hear that my children and to know that my children are walking in the truth, the truth of the word of God, of the
0: word of God.
1: Hey, listen, it's September the 11th.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 18
1: years ago today.
0: That's right.
1: The cowards, cowards. That's right. Flew airplanes into the trade center, the two towers,
0: unbelievable,
1: and into the Pentagon or just short of the Pentagon and hit it. But they weren't such a bad pilot that it, that had it really done some damage, but uh, and then into a field into Pennsylvania.
0: That's right. Because
1: of heroes on that plane said, We're we're My gonna determine goodness. our own destiny. You're not gonna you're not gonna crash this into the White House. We're gonna we're gonna put this thing down in a field. And uh I was in Ukraine. I had flown from London that day. I had flown from America to London on the morning of the of, of September eleventh of two thousand one. I flew from London to, to Kiev, Ukraine to preach. Right. And to minister. That's and true. going through customs in Kiev I saw the I saw the T V. And I saw the second plane hit the tower, and I thought, dear God, we're under a terrorist attack. And uh, I went to my hotel room, Renee, and I sent uh, t- emails to every pastor I knew. And I knew a lot of pastors back then, know a lot of pastors today. And I said, Pastor, this Sunday, your church will be absolutely full. Because it's amazing what a little fear will do for you. No, that's true. Said, but your church will be full this Sunday. And they were. Churches were full everywhere. And I said, now, I don't know how long it'll last because I don't know how long the fear will last. Right. But you need to take authority, and you need to tell your your your, your parishioners, your congregation, you need to have them stand on their feet, stomp their foot, and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this is our house, this is our country, this is our nation, we will not tolerate the spirit of terrorism, therefore terrorists, therefore devices they might have, we bind them on earth, or bound in heaven, we will not put up with it here in G. Je- not in our house, in Jesus' name. No, and that's you know right. pastors did that, and it stopped that thing, uh, stopped it cold for years and years and years. Uh, and, and we haven't had any big time uh terrorism uh attacks since then no, Been lots right. of t- attacks but i've often said it's it's the church's responsibility to stop that's terrorism right. uh even though we appreciate our police and they do a great job and please appreciate our our military and they do a great job but but it's not their job to handle spiritual things and uh terrorism is a spirit no that's and right. terrorists exactly. are demon-possessed absolutely and it's the church that's the only entity right. on the planet that has the authority in the dominion and the blood covenant and the covenant of blood in the name of Jesus to Hell stop demon spirits. No, that's and right. so we need to remember on this 18th anniversary of of, uh, of 9-11, which Christians need to rewaken themselves. <laughs> that's uh, right. and, and, and to make America great again, to make the church great again, to make the Christian great again, we're going to have to go back to the truth and stand up exactly. and declare the that's blood right. of Jesus Uh, the blood upon this nation the blood upon our land uh, stop those demon spirits we take authority and dominion over the spirit of terrorism and therefore terrorists and therefore devices they might have because it's the church in the name of Jesus that can stop demon spirits That's and I think we probably all know where we were 18 years ago today but uh, but we we said after that happened, we said we'll never forget. We'll never forget. We'll never forget. We'll never forget. And Renee, sadly, I think America's forgotten.
0: Well, I do too. It looks. It sure looks We're, like we've got a Islamic half the uh, woman forgotten. in
1: in Congress today that absolutely despises Israel, despises America, uh, trying to bring down every bit of Christianity she can, trying to stop uh, uh, God and trying to stop Christianity. And America has simply forgotten. I don't know who was stupid enough to put that woman in Congress, uh, but they better wake up and realize you have voted for the devil and you better get her out of there and you better start standing up for the truth and quit laying down and rolling over and forgetting what you said you'd never forget.
0: No, that's right. You know, as you were talking, I just thought about this. Our time's about gone, but I want to— It always is. I just want to remind all of you that if you were alive, you know, back in the 80s when Madeline Murray O'Hare got—one woman got prayer out of— School and the Ten Commandments out of courtrooms, and we thought we were fighting the devil then on that issue. Well, now now we've got a whole bunch of people in a whole political party that really don't want anything to do with us, Christianity, Israel, the Constitution, or or anything, or God. And you and I. Have got to break out of the kind of Christianity that just focuses focuses on us and us for our four and no more. I want to challenge you to pray for the country every day. Pray for other missionaries in other countries every day, and break out of just praying, just praying for you, your family, your children, your grandchildren, your neighbor. This, but begin to look uh, on the us harvest. No more. Pray over our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for missions and, and ministers and people in foreign countries, and begin to step out. Paul said, of, first
1: of all, yeah, pray for those in authority. Pray for those in may authority. We may lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all right. godliness and honesty, for this is good. I know there's so much to be able for us to learn how
0: to pray. That's a missionary over scripture, by it the is. Way. I'll tell
1: you about it in another podcast.
0: <laughs> but we just want to we hey, want to challenge say this. you. We're in
1: San Antonio, Texas, right? And the reason we're here is because I have a grandson, Luke Tyler Feaker, and uh, Luke is uh, 19 years old. He's six foot five, uh, loves God, and uh, he joined the Air Force. Loves his country, Loves his country. Yeah. And he, I put a picture on Facebook the other day. He was 11 years old when he was outside helping uh, a a major uh, raise the flag uh, and honor the flag. And here he is. He is graduating uh, Friday. This is Wednesday. He's graduating Friday from Air Force Boot Camp, Air Force Basic Training, here in San Antonio, Texas. And going into the Air Force, we're so proud of him. And uh, we've taught him the Word of God and we plead the blood of Jesus on him. Uh, to keep him protect him and bless him you know i told luke when he told me a year and a half ago he joined the air force i said luke let me tell you something bud i said there's only one place in the united states of america that the air force has basic training has boot camp (laughs) and it's in san antonio texas blackland air force base in san antonio texas i said here's a here's a bit of advice from your old papa make sure you go in in december january it's because it's hot in san antonio in December and January, it may be 90 degrees, but in the summer, it's really hot. He said, okay, Papa. And then when he came to me a few months ago and said, hey, I report for basic training uh, in in, a, in end of June. I said, what part of, of don't go in the summertime did you not understand? What what part of be sure you go in in the winter right. did you not understand? He said, Papa, I told them they didn't care. I said, well, I know that's true. <laughs> but anyway, we're here and going to celebrate his graduation right. on Friday.
0: Well, and then this Sunday we drive on Saturday back to Houston, our, uh, Conroe, Texas, Conroe, Texas, to preach for Pastor Sue
1: Lanza at Harvest friend, Family Church. Sue Lanza. Tom, her husband, who's in heaven today, is my dear friend. And uh, they've been partners of our ministries and friends of our ministry for all these many, many years. And And, we're going to be there. The whole family's involved. Yes, yes, yes. Sue's got four daughters. She's got Susie and and uh, and Linda and Judy and and Linda Linda Rose. Rose. Yes. And uh, they're just all involved. Every one of them involved in the ministry there and the church there. And uh, Sue just is a glutton for punishment. She always (laughs) uh, she fusses at me and gets mad at me if we're anywhere in the area and don't come preach for her. And so anyway, we're ministering for her on this coming Sunday in Conroe, Texas. And if you're around yes, there, come
0: see us. It's going to be wonderful. Then... The next weekend, we're going to be at a wonderful church up in New York City in the Bronx area. New York
1: City, yes,
0: Pastor Billy and Paula Marshall
1: and Terry and
0: I both are preaching, uh, and it's you're doing
1: a a ladies' tea, tea. and they've sold out. They've sold out. They put an ad up today and said, "Well, you can come to Brother Terry's service, but you can't come to Renee's." It's sold out. (laughs) So I'm well. What am I, chop liver? I'm so
0: excited about it. I'm just so proud of the Body of Christ and these pastors. well, you know they work so hard to put on an event to bless their people, and I'm just proud of everybody. The people that have signed up and those that are that are workers and doing the work of God. And from
1: New York to Canada.
0: It's from yes, and, and
1: from Canada to Florida. New York to
0: Canada. How's Canada? That work? Yeah, <laughs> then we're going to Fort Worth, and we go to California for two service. That's two, right. We're going to be on television churches.
1: at Brother Copeland's place in uh, uh, the first uh, day or two of October. October. So we've got to get uh, from Canada to Fort Worth,
0: and then on to Germany you know we well, we are going uh, to germany we are going to germany and and, but germany we've and got a
1: great conference ministry there and then some other ministry while we're there and then uh, then uh, tentatively on to romania from there so we've got a full and
0: fall here not back here.
1: until the, sometime in december
0: we've got a full fall y'all and so we just appreciate all of you that love us pray for us partner with us. We're so grateful to you and Jesus and the and all of the wonderful things that the Lord ha, is doing to help us all.
1: And I know and some of y'all have been praying for us, agreeing with us. We ask you to agree with us for uh twenty five to $30,000 to come in for some television equipment because we're going to be on a major ministry network uh, and, and we're going to be on for free. They're not going to charge us anything, but it is costing a bunch to get uh, the, the sets and the cameras and the sound equipment the producers and all the stuff we need and uh, so we ask you to pray for for that uh, amount of money and and what is it's come in to this point so 18 what is it eighteen thousand?
0: yeah somewhere around there i think already eighteen
1: thousand of that has come in so we appreciate those of you that have given to that and those of you that have prayed about that and we believe the rest of it will come in in jesus name and uh, it'll be right here on the right time at the right day and and then, like you said, we're going to be uh, in Germany and Romania and around the world. And then it'll be 2020.
0: That's right. You know, so all of us together, we're doing the work of God. And we pray for you. We love you. Remember, you can find us at TerryMize.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Tell somebody about the podcast. We'll we'll do our best to minister to them just like we do you. And in the meantime, always remember... You are more than conquerors.
1: <laughs> I mean, more than conquerors.
0: God bless you all. See you next time. Bye bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.